Hello, how's it going everyone? Welcome back to the Pursuing Progress podcast, episode 86, where we have honest conversations to help us fall forward. And after a sidestep on my YouTube channel talking about the Sydney Freedom Rally protest, I'm glad I'm done with that. Uh, we are back to our regular programming, um, going through this podcast and our series in 12 Rules for Life. And for this episode, we'll just be going through Rules 8 and 9. Um, and hopefully can finish it off in the next episode doing to 10, doing 10 to 12. And so let's just get into it without further ado. So number eight, rule number eight is tell the truth or at least don't tell a lie. And it, the, the title is very straightforward. You don't need to think too much about it. And I think it's, you know, a policy a principle that I think we can all kind of universally <laughs> agree on that telling the truth is always, you know, honesty is the best policy and kind of living a lie that's you know true to yourself and you speak the truth. It's always, um, going to be worth it in the long term. And, um, and you know, you know, when you live a lie or tell lies, it just kind of creates a bit of a mess. And, um, I'm sure you can, you have personal experiences that can attest to that. Um, but I think it goes a bit, deeper than that, that the book kind of goes through. Um, yeah, a more kind of core thing to really kind of consider and, and to think about because the thing that, you know, the book kind of goes into of, you know, you create the world that, that you want to see and you, you have the tools to, you know, change the world and to kind of, um, manipulate the world, um, to s- suit how you see it. Um, <laughs> I suppose. Um, uh, and so, you know, there are many kind of, I don't know, professions or careers or, or jobs where you do need to kind of create a different world for yourself and kind of live in that, um, to be able to do well. And so, you know, when it comes to something like marketing or being a salesman or car salesman, um, you know, you, you're creating this kind of world where you, you know, you're in this need for this product and you want to kind of you know, sell that product to, to your customers. And so like not everyone needs a Ferrari. And so you, you know, you create a world where, you know, you make someone kind of enter that world where, you know, they need that Ferrari and then they need to make that purchase. Um, and so, so yeah, so there's kind of that sense of, um, you know, creating your own world, manipulating your own world. And, and that's your kind of truth, I guess. Um, and so, and on the other hand, there's, there are, I suppose, people who l- live a lie, kind of live under this kind of like facade. And, and I'm sure, you know, maybe you've done, <laughs> done it yourself where you've always um, kind of acted like a character in front of different people or different circumstances or different environments where it's just not true to you. Um, or you're trying to like, I don't know, hang with big hitters when you're not that comfortable and, you know, imposter syndrome and, and things like that. And, um, yeah, like it, like it's exhausting, uh, to keep up. And, and for me personally, and sometimes like, it's probably a big argument, um, that people have or people use against like going to church because everyone seems so fake and they have to put up this kind of front that everything's okay. Everything's jovial because, you know, God is love, God is good. Um, and, and things need to be so happy, um, which is, you know, not grounded in reality because we we've explored how, 
you know, difficult life is and life is suffering for, for everybody. And so there is no need to put on this face or be, be happy all the time. Um, but, um, yet somehow for some reason we, we tend to do so. Um, and so, so there's that. And, and there's those people who probably go through life thinking what they know, um, is probably enough for life. Um, uh, they, they know all that they need to know. Um, they don't see any kind of reason or any thing, any kind of motivating factor for them to kind of work on themselves or develop themselves or learn or to grow in, in particular ways. And, um, yeah, like maybe it's like a weird kind of pride thing, which is kind of like unfounded for anyone because there is no one who lives a perfect life. There's no one who knows everything and is at this place where things are just perfect and kind of everything that just kind of falls into place for them. Um, and you know, to make things happen, it takes, it takes a lot of hard work and, and, and effort and, and reading the book about mindset, the people who, you know, generally do well in life are those who, you know, seek challenges and, and find ways to kind of, you know, live their truths and, and, and work hard at something they're not particularly good at and want to kind of, um, pursue and and kind of grow in those endeavors um and, and so so yeah it, it is a difficult kind of predicament to kind of live behind a lie thinking that you've you know enough you know everything that there is to know and you don't need to improve or work on yourself um anymore um and 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 that in itself is like a form of like hiding like you're hiding behind this facade you're hiding behind this you know mask which is so like (laughs) relatable for everyone and i think what hiding does or kind of thinking you're already there it kind of suppresses the as as the book says suppresses the potential of your unrealized self um and so the question that people struggle with definitely a lot in in high school and stuff i'm working through now and i'm sure for a lot of people as well is like who am i who who is me, who am I? Uh, what am I about? What are my strengths? What are what am I good at? What do I enjoy? All those questions that you know, I've been pondering for the past um, two years with kind of more clarity, um, and it's it's hard. Like it's hard to I don't know form an answer just yet, um, just for myself, and 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 yeah, like you don't you know, through all the books and all the stuff I've been through and experiences, like you will only find yourself, you only kind of realize who you are by doing things and putting yourself out there and in positions outside your comfort zone to, to grow and to learn about yourself in that whole process. And like, if you don't reveal yourself to other people and, and you know, people out there, you, you're going to fail to reveal who you are to yourself. Um, and, you know, when you still hide behind those lies thinking that everything's good and everything's fine um yeah it just weakens your character you don't like you don't have that strength of character and you'll probably just find yourself defeated by you know adversity in this life and yeah like i think that's like i wish i had that mindset so like much long ago about the you know the change mindset and um and that willingness to you know to seek challenges like that would have, you know, set me on a really 
amazing or not i wouldn't be able to say amazing but i think just a much play, better place where there's so much more like confidence and competence in my own ability and belief in myself which would help so much with so many kind of things with with work with doing podcasting youtube doing um writing and things like that uh, and, and and so yeah but like there's an irking part of me saying it's such a waste um but hopefully not (laughs) i can turn that around and um you know however long that i'm i've got left to live um hopefully that that can start changing and for the next however many so years i can kind of constantly adapt that kind of mindset and, and figure out how to grow um you know, individually as an individual, um, know who I am. So I'm operating out of this kind of genuine heart and live to tell my truth once I kind of know what that is. And, and yeah, looking forward to that day. I know I'm still in the process of doing that and, and I don't know, it'll probably be at least a few years before I can, I don't know, just have that confidence that I think everyone's kind of seeking and searching for. And, and, uh, yeah, here's to another step in the process. Um, Awesome. So the next one he goes to talk about is, you know, it's, it's always, it's as almost if you see life as a game kind of thing. And, and it's such a cliche phrase, but I think when you, when you play games, when you play sport and things like that, um, the different moves you make, when I think about chess or something like, you know, the moves you make, if they help you win, like, you know, you're making good moves in life. Um, if they're kind of causing you damage or make, make, or puts you in a losing position, position, it, it's, um, yeah, it's a bad move. <laughs> so stop doing them. Um, and, and so, yeah, to, to think through your own life and to kind of view it in that frame, in that perspective, that kind of resonates more with you. You know, if you're someone who loves the video, video games, board games, and about that kind of process and strategy to kind of win in the long run. Um, I think, you know, if you want to apply that to, to your life, I think it'll, um, it will help a lot because, you know, there's, there's things that happen to you in, in board games, video games, and you overcome them. And then, you know, you, you collect things that make you stronger and, and better and put you in a better position to, to win the game. Um, anyway, <laughs> feeling my nerd side. Um, but yeah, but like, you know, that's, and there's the whole thing about, you know, making sacrifices, which is, you know, like making an error, making a mistake is, is a sacrifice to that, um, to, you know, in regards to your life, because, you know, you want like for those people who want to live that kind of perfect and kind of safe life, you know, making like daring to make an error or making or to fail in a particular way in, in one of your ventures, like that's a difficult thing to, to grasp, but it's, it's part of, you know, it's part of the building blocks to, to get there. And so, um, it is a sacrifice in itself to, to put yourself out there. Um, but yeah, the part of accepting the truth is, is that kind of pain. And, and so I think it's, it's a pain that you're, that's worth kind of putting yourself in. Um, and so, yeah, it's important not to, yeah, I think hide on your lives for too long and let that kind of accumulate. Um, you know, Jordan Peterson talks about the whole thing about like forests and kind of dead wood that, you know, creates fire and, 
you know, for, you know, for us to be able to, you know, not get caught up in this major blaze that, you know, whether through backburning, whatnot, to kind of shed um, the dead wood and, and, you know, leave, <laughs> to leave that behind and to, um, yeah, to break, break through from, you know, all of your exteriors and, and, and whatnot. And because, yeah, you don't want to be a person who's inauthentic. And I think over time, people will be able to see through that. Uh, there, yeah. Uh, you just have to read, you know, celebrity news and, and things like that. And, and people will call out people that are, I don't know, two-faced or those people that are pathological liars or people who, you know, have double standards or kind of flip-flop and, and stuff. And, and sometimes to a fault, but sometimes, yeah, I think it, it's helpful. Um, like Dr. Fauci has been <laughs> in Hammond and, um, there's that, I forgot a name of the woman in Victoria that made this like viral video kind of complaining about, um, lockdown and kind of like, um, and then just be found out to, yeah, like owe so much money and, and yeah, the current affair just did a little piece on her. Um, and so, yeah, like people have this ability to see through inauthenticity and, and, and that. And so, yeah. So just further kind of elevates the point of, you know, you want to just continually like to the best of your ability, hundred percent, like live to your truth and, and speak to that and, and live that out. Um, and, and so Victor Frankl that I talked about the psychiatrist who was also in the Nazi concentration camps, um, as one of the prisoners, he quotes saying, you know, deceitful, inauthentic individual existence is the precursor to social totalitarianism, um, which is, yeah, a really, really bold statement because, you know, he was at the brunt of, you know, the Nazi regime. And so um, it's a really telling thing to, to say um, about that. Um Awesome. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, I think, I think we all have this kind of nature. Oh, sorry, I'm just reading my notes and I have like doctor's handwriting, which is ironic because I'm not a doctor, but like, it just makes it hard to read it afterwards. <laughs> Apologies. Um, and so I think we all have this, yeah, like we all have these truths that we, that we know, um, you know, we need to live it out. And, and sometimes life throws things, uh, in our way that kind of tears away all the kind of, you know, the facade takes all like scrubs away all the kind of surface stuff that you've put up to all your guards, all your walls. Um, and then just exposes who, who you are, I suppose, or reveals who you are exposed is probably a, not the best word, uh, reveals who you are in truth. And, and so, you know, you've probably been inspired by stories of people who are battling chronic disease, such as like cancer or, um, you know, people who are going through the pandemic and like getting COVID and, and people with really difficult kind of diseases from, from youth or, you know, dementia or things like that, where like circumstances are really tough and, and the, the genuine kind of love that people have for those that are going through it, it just kind of it, like it comes out, it pours out. And, and you think about, um, 
like maybe a a husband that cares for his wife, his elderly wife that is going through dementia, losing cognition and um, just pouring all that kind of extra effort um, it takes to, you know, to bathe her, to feed her, to, to spend time with her and to drop everything else just, just to be there. Um, um, yeah. And, and you see that love that gets poured out and you, and you see, um, you know, people going through cancer, having the love of their kind of, you know, their network, their community, their, their family right beside them. And, you know, things like GoFundMes to try and like pay for the treatment and then things like that. And you see people just truly loving people. And, and, and that is just something really amazing to see. And, you know, it's something that people are encouraged by and can resonate with and, and definitely want to see more of, um, in the world. And, um, you know, when, when a kid can, who has leukemia and can beat it, like can go through chemotherapy and come out the end of their end, like victorious and overcome. And like, there's just so much genuine joy that comes out of that. And, and the people that are involved in that and, and their friends and all, all and, and everything. And so there is, there are ways like, we just need to figure out how to get that, how to access that in, in us and in, in everyone. And, and we can live much more genuine lives when, yeah, I think all this kind of facade and kind of expectations and I don't know, this social manipulation and, and standards, societal standards has just given, tar, tied us out in terms of just being true to who we are and, and us as human beings. Um, and so, and yeah, like, I think it's hard because it, it gets rewarded <laughs> in life. And so, um, it just propagates that kind of, just kind of justifies the kind of the life of, of lying that, you know, it, it, it helps, <laughs> it goes viral. People pay attention to it. And, <laughs> and, and yeah, like if it works, if it gets them millions of dollars and so be it. Um, and so, yeah. Um, it's hard when that gets rewarded, but we can't change society, but we can change our, ourselves and hopefully through then make some meaningful change in that way. Um, but yeah, so, but yeah, like we do need to function in society. We need to follow traditions and, and whatnot. Um, you know, you have your cultural norms and you have societal norms that you need to kind of follow to be able to kind of function well inside of that society and that kind of structure, um, you know, with your cultural norms and like, sometimes it might just not fit you well, uh, in terms of your creative creativities and, um, you know, where your gifts kind of tend to lean towards and your strengths. And, um, sometimes, yeah, you will have to create your own path. Um, and it might just seem crazy, <laughs> uh, to do that. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah. So, so the book goes to talk about, you know, following tradition and I think with open eyes, I think there is, of course, there's opportunities to, to break out and in different ways and you don't always have to follow the traditional path and, um, and, you know, you talk to people who 
are of like Asian descents and there are so many kind of job ex- career expectations from, from parents and um, from family and whatnot. And um, I think people who are born into Western culture really struggle with that, um, choosing their own path, what they enjoy or to kind of honor and please their parents. And um, I think it, it is such a big wrestle uh, to do to do that. Um, and, and so it's a tough decision that they have to make. Um, but yeah, because yeah, there is that Western influence and then the East kind of, it's a clash and then they just have to make a decision uh, in that moment. But, um, yeah, but it's important to, to have your own ambitions and, and a place that you want to aim towards. And because that in itself will, will develop your character and ability and rather than, rather than just following a traditional path, whether it's like commerce or a doctor and try to reach a certain status and power because, you know, like status power that can be like taken away really quickly. But in terms of your, your character and your development and ability, like that's not, that's something that people can't just take away easily. Um, And so it's more enduring. It's more steadfast in that way. And so that's worth kind of putting your efforts and, you know, energy into, um, yeah. Uh, there's a quote that I found really good. (laughs) If you allow yourself to be informed by the reality manifesting itself, your notions of what is important will change. Um, awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So I think in terms of just reinforcing, you know, your truth, it all comes down to, you know, putting yourself out there and communicating it to other people. Um, because yeah, when you're able to articulate it well, you know, to yourself and to other people, it just kind of, yeah, kind of creates structure around what your beliefs are and, and how you see the world and what your ambitions are. Um, like I think, uh, like I follow a few Instagram pages about like, you know, working in private, working secretly and just like succeeding, like put your head down and succeed in 10 years and people won't even notice like, like that kind of idea is like really attractive, <laughs> um, to, to be able to, you know, put in the hard work and look back and be like, huh, I told you so I made it. Um, yeah, look at me now kind of thing. And, and like, it is very shallow, very kind of boastful. Um, but yeah, like you want to be able to share your, you know, dreams and ambitions and yeah, like it helps you solidify it and helps, um, like you have people to bounce ideas from and, and people will have, you know, ideas and their experiences that can help you. And, and, and so, yeah, so it's a wrestle because some, some things are quite secret and it's quite exciting. You want to keep it under wraps, but yeah, uh, I think it's <laughs> worth telling to, to the people that, you know, you trust, um, and whatnot. And so, yeah, so the, hopefully <laughs> that made sense in terms of rule eight, you know, tell the truth or at least don't tell a lie. Um, stick to your truth, try and live truly because we know how lying turns out. <laughs> to sum it up really poorly, to paraphrase really poorly. Anyway, going on to rule nine, assume the person you are listening to might know something you don't. Um, so I think this is one of the popular things that people listen, uh, like say in terms of, um, encouraging you to talk to other people, um, like 
everyone you talk to knows something you don't. So it's similar, similar to that. Um, and, and so, yeah, like it is true. Um, you have a lot to learn from people that you talk to and, you know, you don't want to constantly just stay in your own bubble, you know, in your own echo chamber, even though a lot of people want to <laughs> be in their own echo chamber, like IE Twitter, um, and, and just kind of reaffirm your own beliefs and solidify it, even though it might not be um, the best informed decision or the best informed kind of thought or opinion. Um, and, and so, yeah. And, and so you want to find people that, um, listen well, of course, and you want to be that person that listens well to, to the other person. And there's a like a little controversial thing that he says of, you know, when people give you advice, it's kind of a subtle hint that they want you to just go away. <laughs> and, and so like when people give you advice, uh, say you come to someone with like a problem and, and it's going to be a big problem, like relationship problem, um, I don't know, a big decision problem. And if someone in that instance says, oh, you know, you know what to do, just do X, Y, and Z. Uh, without kind of hearing it all or kind of walking with you throughout the whole ordeal. Um, it does make sense of, you know, I think the guy, the person who was given that advice is just kind of given up and doesn't want you, doesn't want to put in the effort to kind of walk beside you throughout the whole thing. And, and yeah, like it, <laughs> yeah, it, it makes sense. Um, I think <laughs> there are a lot of, friends that gave me advice, you know, after my breakup and, and no longer talk to me anymore. Um, or yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think knowing, knowing that I think it, it resonates well, like it's hard to, yeah, it's hard to kind of stomach sometimes. Or I think someone, is generally trying to be helpful sometimes as well, trying to give advice and give their experience and stuff like that. But I think understanding now that everyone's experience is so individual, everyone's, um, you know, trauma, how they see the world and how they kind of process things are so kind of unique. It, yeah. Sometimes advice is not great. <laughs> um, sometimes you need just someone to either listen to or uh, someone to just kind of, be there. Um, and so that's kind of what I've learned, um, about that point of, yeah, like I'll, I'll generally try to withhold like my advice and until like specifically ask for it. Um, and yeah, like it is kind of a, like a kind of intentional thing you have to kind of hold yourself back on. Cause you want to, like, you want to project your own like advice and things like that. Um, you know, it's like, oh, you've been through a breakup too. Oh, this is, here's what I did. Um, but it's going to be different for them. Um, and so I think there's, I think the book goes on to talk about how there's so, there's so much, so much magic that happens when you listen. <laughs> um, you know, when you, when you're there listening to someone, you know, you know, recount something, it's, yeah, it's them kind of consolidating their memory. So it helps them kind of consolidate their experiences. So, um, 
you know, <laughs> ingrained into your memory uh, a lot better. And so the aim of, you know, having memories, this is a really nice quote, the aim of having memories is not to remember the past, but to stop it from happening again. And, and yeah, like, I think that's an amazing perspective as well. It's like, yeah, like, I know I have memories of my past and what I was like and what I did. Um, but yeah, I think the aim of that is to make sure I learn and grow from that and, and don't make those mistakes again. Um, it's a really nice kind of thing to, um, think about and, um, segue <laughs> goes into kind of thinking, um, because you, you know, for you to work out what's going on in your head, you need to talk to people. Um, they help you kind of correct your, your thinking, um, I suppose. And, you know, you can bounce, you can say an idea and, and, and kind of see how people respond to that. Um, and it's like, that's outrageous. That's really stupid. I'm like that's borderline illegal, you know, and then, you know, to kind of make <laughs> adjustments. And so, but when it comes to thinking for yourself, thinking, you know, with yourself, um, it puts it really nicely in this kind of image of like, you need to create two different people <laughs> within your mind. Um, when you're listening to yourself, um, you need to <laughs> create the person that's talking and create the person that's kind of observing or listening to that thought. And, and yeah, like it's a strange one to, to think about because, um, you know, you can't just talk blindly, um, to yourself, uh, and not have a bit of like feedback from, from another kind of avatar or another s version of yourself that's listening to kind of disagree or to agree or to kind of like, you know, um, consider other, other things as well. So you can make two or three or four different kind of angles. Um, yeah, like that probably, that process already probably happens subconsciously, uh, for you, but to kind of visualize it as, you know, you're holding a conversation between different versions of yourself, um, I think is a really nice way to kind of see it. Um, but yeah, I think that's, you know, when you're, you know, say like introverted and really isolated and don't have anyone to talk to that, you know, I find myself sometimes in, um, but yeah, to visualize, make my own friends <laughs> in other words. Um, but yeah, if, if thinking for yourself is, is a struggle, yeah, that's when you talk to other people and really bounce these ideas from that you have, um, you know, see them as someone you're collaborating with, but also see them as the person that's going to disagree or your quote unquote enemy. Um, you know, <laughs> so, you know, run it, run it by them, see what they, they think. And, um, usually other people will, you know, who are of this who've been shaped by society will have kind of societal standards sometimes usually. Um, and so, you know, the crowd is usually right in terms of upholding, upholding like societal norms, moral norms, um, and whatnot. And so, you know, if you have this kind of venture, that's really kind of out there and, and things like that, um, you know, and you present it to them, I think you're going to have to, you know, continually establishing kind of construct a really strong reason and kind of solid reason why you want to pursue this particular venture. Um, because yeah, when they flag that it's, you know, so outside norms or outside whatever you really need to kind of provide, you know, work on a kind of 
a stronger rationale to to approach that. Um, and so that's that's where it comes in handy of having someone who listens really well um, and a lesson for, for you as well as you can offer that uh, to other people. And so, so yeah, such a, such a great point. Um, and then, you know, if you're kind of a, you know, homebody, don't talk to many people, like you can get into reading like I am. <laughs> and, and yeah, it's like to consider other perspectives to let someone else's voice guide you and kind of take over for a little bit and, and kind of, um, yeah, soak up their, their knowledge and their experiences and, and, you know, it helps you articulate your own, um, in a more sophisticated manner. Um, and so, and that always, that always helps. Um, and yeah, but yeah, but for the most, for most people, we talk to other people, we have friends, we have, (laughs) um, people that, you know, we can talk to whenever and, and yeah, like when you are in the position, like they have something on and when you are in a position to listen, I think the aim as the listener is to let that person kind of listen to themselves. Um, you know, like I'm sure people know about, you know, how to actively listen of kind of paraphrasing or summarizing what they just said and kind of airing, airing that and, and, and seeing if that kind of, um, is a fair summary of, a, or an accurate summary of what they said to, to make sure that you, you've heard yourselves, heard, heard them properly. Uh, and so, you know, like it helps them feel heard and, and, and makes them realize what they've said out loud. Um, and it's like how other people would perceive that. Um, and so, so yeah. And so it makes them feel heard and makes them, you know, know what they've just said, what, um, and how they see the world. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a really kind of magical thing that happens and, um, you know, it's a useful skill, um, in your relationship, you know, listen well, uh, I can't, I can't do, <laughs> um, relationship advice. Anyway, um, move on from that one. Um, so Carl Rogers is like one of the earlier kind of psychologists about like, um, kind of in the field and, um, he has this really nice quote that says the great majority of us cannot listen. We find ourselves compelled to evaluate because listening is too dangerous. The first requirement is courage. We do not always have it. Yeah. Um, I think there probably needs to be more in terms of education about like listening properly, like truly listening to someone. Um, because we, just tend to make noise and just yell over each other and no one, no one gets heard. And I think there's just a lot of hurt with that. Um, and I don't know, probably one of the protests kind of, I don't know, sparked up and just kind of ignited in this big thing. Um, but yeah, I think the, and then the book kind of suggests this idea. You don't have to, it's not prescriptive, but, um, you know, when you are having a conversation with someone, like speak only when you can restate what the person has said, even, even more probably with more clarity, um, and like resetting their ideas and feelings and to their satisfaction. 
Uh, it was only then to then it's your turn to to talk and you know, talk about your ideas and, and thoughts and things like that. And like you don't have to do <laughs> do that prescriptively, but I think um, having that in the back of your head um, just to help your friend feel valued and heard, like there's not like that won't hurt um, to try that at all. Um, but I think it's a really important thing to help your listening skills as well. And it does wonders for, for your work as well, your career, how you relate to people. It doesn't have to be your romantic partner, you know, your work relationships, your family and, and friends and whatnot. And like in the whole process of listening to someone, you'll learn different things. Um, you'll develop your skills, definitely. Um, and, you know, you run the risk of changing, um, changing who you are, changing the person you become. And, you know, and sure, there's a lot of risk and there's a lot of fear around change. Um, but I think, you know, it's usually for the better and reading that book on mindset, you know, how damaging and how limiting the fixed mindset is versus like the, the mindset that seeks change and, and challenges um, for the better. I think, you know, um, it, it's worth it. <laughs> so listening, it, like listening well is a well worth skill to, to invest your time in. And, you know, you've got people to try that with, you know, your friends and, um, and it's especially going to be testing on, on zoom for sure. Um, and so, you know, if you're exercising, find that one friend you can talk to at a distance. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, but it, listening is definitely tested on zoom and especially with, with multiple people. Um, but maybe we'll come out of this like super attentive listeners. Who knows? <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So the book then, uh, Jordan, uh, he goes on to talk about like people holding different kind of conversations and there's different, um, different kind of times or different kind of areas, I suppose, where maybe like active listening isn't the most appropriate thing. And, and, um, so, you know, when someone's, I guess, um, just being like telling a joke, I guess, <laughs> I don't know, like comedians and, and people have the impulse to like heckle them. Like it's not the most appropriate thing. And, um, some people trying to talk themselves up and, elevate themselves to, to assert dominance. And, and like, that's not the time to really engage in, in what they're saying, because you know, it's a lie that they're kind of inflating their own self-importance and, and whatnot. And so, you know, when, when you have people like that, who think their opinion is like just self-evident, it's so true. It's so right. It's just like, you don't need to think about it. Um, that's when people kind of end in extremes, um, of, you know, opinions and, and, and facts. And I think, uh, like I can't talk about vaccines. Otherwise I don't know, Google like sense that I said the word vaccine and kind of like <laughs> ban me, who knows. But I think when, when there were people on the news that said like, just get jabbed, don't even think about it. I think that was a really poor thing to do. Poor thing to, <laughs> to say. Um, and there, were, there have been people online saying, you know, like, don't even think about it. Just follow the CDC guidelines. Um, and yeah, 
like I think it's like sure it's put together by you know experts and stuff but I think you need to do your due diligence um in in making informed decisions rather than just follow following blindly um as with anything and that's not like a sheep thing or <laughs> being a sheep or whatever um <laughs> I think it's just your just due diligence as a as a human being you know making informed decisions about your life um but anyway um and so yeah um you know you you converse differently in a romantic relationship and um you know to seek what's best for for your relationship and and things like that and it talks about lecturer lecturers um you know because he's a professor or jordan peterson's a professor as well and so you know when delivering a lecture it's just kind of you the person, the lecturer kind of delivering facts and, and telling stories about those facts to kind of consolidate that. And you communicate in a way to your audience. Um, like a podcast is kind of a lecture. Um, like, I don't know who exactly my audience is, so I can't really kind of tailor it to them. Like I kind of know the age and demographics according to like a website that tells me, but um, yeah, it's, it's hard because it varies a lot. <laughs> for each episode um and so so yeah like a lecturer like a good lecturer would be able to kind of know their audience and kind of gauge their interests and like you know you're in an auditorium or a lecture hall and so you can kind of i don't know feed off the vibe feed off um people's interest and you can see people's like i don't know facial like features and kind of body language as well and so there have been a couple of times where I was doing kind of presentations to like a, um, like at a conference or at a, for uni or whatnot. And, and yeah, like you do get the sense of, you know, how much attention people are kind of giving you or their body language. And, and it kind of informs you to, um, I don't know, maybe you're lacking a bit of energy to just kind of build it back up again, or, you know, speak a bit louder or, or whatnot. Um, and, and so, yeah, like you just kind of attuned to that when you're giving a speech or a lecture. Um, but yeah, you get that kind of feedback, which is always kind of nice. And, and that's, that's way that in itself is a form of like listening on their part and on your part as well. Um, but yeah, I think, um, yeah. So a good lecturer knows that it's just, many individuals in that room who need to be included in the conversation. Um, and yeah, like that's a mark of a, you know, great lecturer where you feel involved in it. Um, I think when you feel involved in that whole lecture, that hour, the two hours, I think you, you just retain the information more and you've, you've allowed the, the students or the people to kind of, yeah, retain that information a lot better. Um, and so, yeah, this has only been, the majority of my lectures have been having good, uh, during uni. Um, there've been some where I do want to just fall asleep and it, it's hard. It's the nature of the beast <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, <laughs> so like all in all, um, I think it just kind of concludes. Yeah. Know how to listen to yourself well and listen to other people well as well. And then, you know, when you come from a place where you really, totally respect the person of where they come from and their whole experience. Um, and you entered the conversation like you're, 
you know, stable in your own beliefs, but you're flexible enough to, to be transformed or to be informed by new information that they give you or they present. Um, I think that just, you know, gives you, um, the space to have this kind of heart to heart, I guess what, what, you know, people would call it, or just this kind of like really soulful conversation where it's just so enriching and, and, um, validating and you walk away just kind of like nourished. Um, like I've had probably a few of those with a few select people. Um, like you can't expect it to happen all the time, but I think there are, there are moments where, yeah, that, that happens and that clicks and, um, it's just this amazing experience and amazing feeling. Um, and so, so yeah, I think just enjoy learning, um, from other people, um, (laughs) keep seeking to kind of learn more and, you know, about yourself, other people keep seeking more knowledge, pursue progress. (laughs) Um, and, and yeah, I think that kind of wraps up rule nine. And so I hope that's been, been helpful. So rule number eight, you know, tell the truth, at least don't tell a lie. Um, you know, live your truth. Well, um, I think, you know, you're able to learn about yourself. Assume the person you're listening to might know something you don't, um, know how to listen well to yourself and to the other person, learn lots, continue to, to learn in, in, in heaps of different ways. And like, it's, it's so possible, um, because most people have friends. Like we want to joke that some people don't have friends, but people have friends, people have people that they can talk to. Um, and, um, there's so much to, to learn. Um, if people are nasty and, and not wanting to talk to you, there's books, <laughs> um, they're there for you unconditionally and, and you can just kind of indulge <laughs> in that world. Um, that sounds so like, it is just from my personal experience, but, um, <laughs> uh, I'll go off before I kind of roast myself a little bit. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. Um, yeah, keep pursuing progress <laughs> and, um, yeah, hope you're all keeping happy and healthy and, and safe. And, um, until the next one, I'll love and peace to you all. Bye.